Test. Test. Testing. Test. Testosterone. Test. Uh, test. Test. And welcome to the Randy Savagery Show. Boom. Shakalaka. Bang, bang. Welcome to the Randy Savagery Show. Yeah, we don't have a soundboard here, so uh, that was my best impression of a soundboard for you. But welcome. How are my beautiful people doing today? Thank you for tuning in and listening to me. Uh, man, I had a fucking... I had a pretty good weekend, actually. I uh, went to see the cum pig himself, Mr. Tim J. Dillon. And it was fucking awesome. It was honestly earth-shattering for me to go and see, you know, a performance like that. Just because if you look up the history of Tim Dillon, he's a stand-up comedian, and he's also a podcaster. He's not extremely well-known, but he's been on one of the largest podcasts on the planet, Joe Rogan, multiple times. And uh, it's quite interesting to me because the man has been doing his career uh, approximately 11 years, you know? He's only been doing it for a pretty small period of time. When you factor in the money that he is generating, I mean, I did the math myself at that show. It was full capacity, 400. And uh, it was completely sold out. So, you know, the man's the man's racking in at minimum, right? Because I don't know how much the expensive seats are, but let's just pretend they're all $100. The big man himself is racking in minimum 40K. 40 fucking K for a show that is two and a half hours, I think. Maybe two hours max. And that's including his, uh, you know, his opening act. Fucking Marcelo. Marcelo Hernandez. It was the first time I've actually heard of him, and he was he was funny. I honestly, honestly, I thought that he was he was more funny to the masses than Tim Dillon was. Not that he could ever be, but that he that he was more appealing to the masses than Tim Dillon was. Because what Tim did that I noticed in his stand up, which is actually something that I'm going to do. And I thought about it before I saw him. I thought, this is probably a good way to write your material. But what he definitely does is that he, cult following makes material. So probably like 60 to 80% of his jokes, they're going to be maybe funny. You're going to feel the vibe and laugh. But you won't really truly understand it unless you watch his podcast show. But it's actually kind of genius. I mean, what you really are doing is ensuring that the majority of people at your show are also fans of your podcast. And in turn, it just increases cross-traffic uh, discussion. And, maybe, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that love comedy that don't do podcasting, don't listen to it. You know, it's not a media medium that they're into. So that being said, I was like, damn, dude, this is a real smart way to make sure everybody in this fucking room is in love with you. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was pretty cool, dude. I fucking I had some laughs, laughed it up, got me chuckling and whatnot. Fucking uh, Marcelo, Marcelo Hernandez. I, I remember he was like, he's like, where are my Puerto Ricans? I'm at Dominicans at. It was like two of us. 
right? And he's like, okay. So he talks to the first one. He's like, all right, my Puerto Rican brother, what's your name? I think the, 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 the dude's name was like Jack or something. He's like, what the fuck? Everybody starts cracking up, laughing. He's cocking a little jokes and whatnot. He's like, okay, okay, whatever, whatever. So what about my Dominicans? Where my Dominicans at? I'm like, what's up? You know, and he's like, what's your name? Randy. <laughs> Everybody cracks up. Everybody starts fucking laughing. It's uh, It was great, dude. It was great. He's like, what the fuck? That's the whitest name I've ever heard. Cut to me screaming out. Yeah, my dad wanted me to be employed. <laughs> yeah, ass. No, no. You know, it's like, you, you know, if they're going to shoot the shots, you got to shoot the shots right back. You know, I'm fucking, I have no quarrels with my name not being Joaquin, Gustavo, Alejandro Milbeck, you know, fucking, uh, you know, my, my dad's white. My dad is a white man, you know, I'm mixed race. And if you're from the Dominican Republic, just so you know, when it comes to your genes, you're mixed race. Literally, the Dominican Republic has one of the highest populations of mulatto, of the mulatto people, which means a fucking a mutt. You can see his joke hurt my feelings a little bit. Anyways, we are moving on. Uh, yeah, so the, the stand-up comedy show was really, it was a really good thing for me to see because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not committing right now to doing an open mic or anything on Wednesday night. You know what I'm saying? Eight o'clock till nine, five minutes set. I'm not committing to that. But I'll tell you one thing. I have found the open mic. I'm definitely going to go to it on Wednesday and I'm going to see what it's all about. Um, you know, I just really feel like I want to write my material. And, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of comedians, especially the comedians I've met in real life. They tell me they don't write. They don't write their jokes. They do not write a story. And, uh, you know, I was specifically talking to this one, this one girl who runs the open mic, and she's like, I don't write. I don't do that. I, she says, I create a premise, or I write down the premise or the idea, the outline, and then I just let it flow. And uh, I'm not saying that's a bad idea, because I don't know anything. Like, I don't know jack shit. So her, she's probably giving good advice, but in my mind, I feel like, write the set. Write it out, read over it, think about it, and then go practice it in front of a crowd. Always practice in front of a crowd. And then you, and by you, I mean me, you have to learn how to stay fluid. You know what I mean? You got to stay fluid, baby. You got to move around. You got to be like water in this bitch. If the crowd seems to navigate to something different, you have to be able to move around. But having a concrete flow and flowing the audience through your stream of thought, I think that's I think that's the way to go. But and I'll, I'll probably try a bunch of different shit. I'll probably stand up there and just look like a fucking retard, you know, and just fucking mess it up and be be all nervous and shit. No, I don't know. Honestly, I don't I don't think that nerves in front of a crowd is going to be something that bothers me. It's not going to bother me, most likely. And the only reason that I, I make that statement, that proclamation, is that I grew up going in front of big-ass crowds and having a talk. Yeah, that's right. And you can chalk that fucking gift up to the cult of Jehovah's Witnesses. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, you see, when you're a Jehovah's Witness, when you're growing up, ever since you're really young, whenever you join the Watchtower Society, is how it works, that's when you have to start going up in front of crowds. And you have to start reading from the Bible at first. Just reading. Then you have to, uh, as you get older, you modify your speech where you have to free talk about scriptures that you're reading. So, I know it seems a little bit wonky, but I think there will be a nice transfer over into talking about buttholes coming and the, uh, you know, awkward situations that are life. I mean, that is what comedians do. We break down the bullshit that all of us think society says none of us can say. And then we stand up on that motherfucker and we give it to you raw. That's right, raw, baby. No condom. I, I, I mean, I, I'm talking no contraception at all. Ain't no morning after pill after this shit. You feel me? What you get, you get. We're going to ride it out. All right. So, in today's news, though, um, <clears throat> I don't remember exactly where it is, but comic book store owner, this dude is about 150. I don't know. He is very old. But, um... Comic book store owner has offensive sign outside of his store. And I'm pretty sure the sign read a little, it read a little something like this. I think it said, if you were born with a dick, then you ain't no chick. That's right. He said it, man. I mean, it checks out. It checks out. You know, when you look at the anatomy book, we go back to, you know, science class and stuff. I'm not going to lie. He's got his facts straight. <laughs> but, we all know in the current climate, you can't say nonsensical facts like that. You can't say fucked up, weird shit like, if you were born with a penis, you're a man. The fuck are you talking about, bro? You trying to tell me? Yo, hold up, hold up, hold up. Are you trying to tell me that if you have two testicles, you were born with a penis, that that makes you a man? That that makes you a biological man? I think even the trans people can throw the word biological in there. They might say, okay. But this is the whole thing, though, right? Gender dysphoria is now accepted as not a dysphoria. And if that's what we decide... I'm an, I'm an American, baby. I really like to vote. You feel me? So if we decide all together, I, I know we're not really, there's just like forces online that push propaganda this way and that way, and we're all fucking sucked into the, the matrix of how good it feels to click and subscribe and get likes that, you know, we're just taking any, any shit and start following it. But I think the whole thing is, is this. Those individuals that suffer from that ailment or whatever, they, in their mind, believe that they are the opposite sex. They feel that they are the opposite sex. They, a lot of them have felt that way ever since they can remember, right? So, in today's new society, if they can buy fucking fake tits, they can get their whole facial reconstruction done, they can get the dick cut off, they can, they can leave the dick, you know what I'm saying? They can do whatever they want. That If... They look like a girl, feel like a girl. I got no problem saying you're a woman. You know what I mean? I really truly don't. Now, this is when it starts to get a little sticky. 
when do we when do we when do we draw the line? Where is the line? I'm curious. I mean, women come in all shapes and sizes, you know what I mean? But this specific situation, you had a trans woman. I'm pretty sure she is a, she's not a congresswoman. She might be a councilwoman in this town. But she shows up at this like 88-year-old dude's comic book store. She's about 320 pounds, 6'5". I mean, she's got Brock Lesnar arms, bro. She got Brock Lesnar hands. Where do we draw the line? That's what I'm saying. When does the line get drawn? All right. So she walks up in this old man's store and she walks in with a camera. So she's obviously trying to record it, get attention, and start shit. That's that's what it's called. I know sometimes we forget it because it gets labeled as like social justice warrior. And uh, I don't know. I'm sure you got there's a whole bunch of. Awesome names. But really, it just means start shit. You came up in here to start shit, right? Because if you really had an issue with this old man, why wouldn't you come in there with no camera? Why wouldn't you come in there with a smile on your face? And why wouldn't you just ask him, hey, I see that sign. Can we talk about it? I just want to know why you feel that way. Why? I'll tell you why, bitch. Because you did this shit to get Instagram likes and fucking go viral. It's all about the viral. It's all about making a scene. So this big ass bitch fucking lineman goes in there, starts talking to him, asking him why he put the sign up. Uh, starts telling him how trans women are women. Like I said, all right, I can understand trans women. Am I? You look like a girl, talk like a girl. You know I'm saying you suck dick like a girl. You suck. But this big lady, she's picking an argument with a man that grew up in a society half his life where it was illegal to marry the opposite race. Not, not, I'm, not, I'm, not even, I'm not even talking about this in the same gender or to go marry a fucking car or to go, to go uh, constitute a marriage with, with the, your favorite chair like people are probably doing now because we're so on the liberal side. Nah. He lived half his life where a black person could marry a white person. They're both the same people and uh, they got they got hands and fingers and, and all that and their parts go in to the other parts and they form more people. You know, more people arrive after. So, you realizing this, how do you expect old man to understand what the fuck you were talking about. I'm just curious. How do you expect him to know what the fuck you're saying? Because I barely understand what the fuck you're saying when I'm seeing a 6'4 uh, woman <laughs> two, 320 pounds. You look like Jerome Bettis. I don't even understand what I'm seeing. So, in these situations... You already know how this dude's going to react. You want him to react that way. You want to get a buzz, and you want to get your name out there. So guess what, bitch? Here's the biggest part of the story. I don't know your name. I don't even know your fucking name. And I won't say it, even if I did. I also don't know the old man's name, and I would totally say it if I did. Actually, I'd probably send people over his way. And not because I don't like trans people. I fucking love trans people. And I'm talking girl to boy or boy to girl, baby. You dig? 
I'm talking boy to girl, girl to boy. But what I love more than trans pussy, what I love more than that is freedom of speech. I like when a motherfucker wants to do something and other people don't. Don't want him to do it. And, and the way this country used to be is that you have to walk past and not like it. Don't spend your money with him. Stand on the other side of the street if you would like to and say, fuck you, right? Don't block other customers going inside. Don't dox him. Don't dox individuals that like him, that support him saying whatever the fuck he wants. And you want to know why, my peoples? Because if you were born with a dick, biologically, you ain't no chick. Mic drop. That's the goddamn truth, yo. Straight up. Anywho, had to finish a whole fucking day at work today. Oh my god, oh my fucking god, dude. Honestly, though, today wasn't that bad. I didn't have to work with uh with the infamous, infamous fucking dark night. The foreman that I. You know, my brother from another mother, you feel me? You feel me, dog? <laughs> that fucking is not my brother. The black, the black foreman at my job that I fucking hate, dude. <clears throat> I was with him last week. I was with him all last week, baby. And, uh... Dude, I mean, the week started just so shitty. I, hate, I just hate it. Like... Alright, so I, I... I go to school. And, uh, th this punk motherfucker doesn't want to let me go. Right? Every form, I tell every single foreman, I gotta leave, I gotta leave at eight hours, or I gotta leave at ten hours. It's known in the company that whenever I say I have to leave, is when I have to leave. Because I'm also a college student. You know other fucking companies pay for that shit? I do. I'm I'm not dumb. Trust me, I know other construction companies literally pay for you to go to college. And they fucking pay you as if you were on the job. Alright? Anyways, this fucking Ain't your mama skillet-ass motherfucker, right? When I politely tell him, hey, man, I got to leave today, 3 o'clock. Yeah, we start work at 6, by the way. It's not like, it's not like I'm, I'm coming for a short, happy-ass day, dude. Uh, you know, he goes, what the fuck? What? I can't even have that. I'm going to need to get somebody else, right? You can't leave that early. You know what I'm saying? Inside, I'm just burning knows in my mind. I mean, I can barely think. I literally feel like my blood pressure is 230 over 114. Like, I'm, I, I, I just feel like my brain's going to explode, right? And I just say, okay. <clears throat> then, like a little tattletale ass bitch, huh? I went and pulled the big boss. That's right, the owner of the company. I called him right away. I called him like he was my papi. I called him like, hey, papi. <laughs> I need help. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm a grown adult. I'm not about to stand here and argue with you, right? If you told you're you're my boss, you say that. Go ahead, say it verbally right now. I'll tell you one thing. I'm walking out the fucking door exactly the time I just told you. I, I I literally promise you that. I promise you because I show up on time. I do my job. I do everything that I am supposed to do when it comes to this. I promise you, if I don't walk out. At the time I told you, then I'll walk out right now, and I'll never come back. 
And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't say that or anything. I didn't say that to my boss. No, that's just what was going on in my brain. I politely said, hey, Mr. Rockefeller, what the heck is this shit about? I didn't say that. I said, I don't understand. No foreman has any issue with me leaving at eight hours or 10 hours. What is wrong with this guy? He's acting like the whole fucking place is going to explode. He's acting like, if I leave early, it's going to be Baghdad in this bitch. Of course, my boss says, ah, well, you know, he just wants to, he wants to get it done. He's being overzealous. It's okay. He can leave anytime he wants. <laughs> you know, <sighs> I decide to stay that first day. Stay, I stay. I get a couple extra hours, whatever. I did it this time, but tomorrow, I swear to motherfucking. Anywho, the next day, I do feel a bit nervousness about having to tell him just because I don't like talking to him. He doesn't respond positively to one thing that comes out of my mouth. So, <clears throat> I'm laboring for him. I, I don't know. We're outside. I'm setting some stuff up. I, I, I don't even know. I, I, I don't even think about the bullshit when I'm there. I fucking hate it. I'm setting some stuff up. Uncle Tom walks over to me and uh, he goes, man, what the hell? Man, what the hell? Why didn't you Nigga, why didn't you tell me you had to leave early? You was in school. I said, um, I don't know. I told you I had to leave early. I didn't think that it was my responsibility to go in depth into why I have to leave. No other foreman has a problem with that. And honestly, I just think you don't like me. It doesn't matter what I say. You just don't really like me. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I literally I don't know. I don't know. In high school, did your girlfriend get stolen by the light skinned nigga? I don't fucking know. Did you get beat up by a bunch of Afro-Hispanics over in Flint? I don't get it, bro. I don't fucking understand because most people I meet do like me. They say that I'm a pleasant person and I'm quite easy to get along with. <clears throat> Anyways, his tunes change. He goes, well, I what am I supposed to do? They're my bosses. And they say, they say you, you got to go. Yeah, that's right, bitch. That's fucking right. I do have to go. I do have to go. Because I care about myself. I care about my future. And I know that there is absolutely no future in laying these block fucking walls. If the company moves up individuals based off of favoritism, I'm sure most companies do. But there is no proving yourself and there is no step-by-step -step follow how to move up in this company. Probably in this trade, yes, if I wanted to go and be a union person or any bullshit like that. But I don't. I don't. What I want to do is entertain you, beautiful people. That's what I enjoy doing, you know. I enjoy comedy, podcasting, discourse and communication. I realize that it's one of the most valuable things that we do, that we have. I mean, every single time I spend eight hours or 10 hours at work, I don't talk to anyone. I have my headphones in and communication is that I will never get that time back. There's no possible way to buy it back. Um, but communication to another individual, to one, 100, a million, a thousand, it is very special. Discourse understanding other people's opinions and the reasons why they think the way they do. It really, you want to know what's, it, 
I, I think it's so important to hear the other side of the stories because it really allows you to see the flaws in your own thinking. You know, a good friend of mine, a good friend of mine really once showed me that when I hate a human being or if I show intense dislike for that person, you want to know why? It's probably because you see something in them you don't like in yourself. I know it. I fucking know it. You know? And knowing this can allow you to change your perspective at least a little bit. Because when you're irritated because your girlfriend didn't do the fucking dishes, or the little fat boy upstairs outside is throwing his fucking basketball around, or you see a giant gorilla face pimple head driving, just stuffing McDonald's into their face while their belly steers the car. When you see all those things, you realize that those things are you. They're the negative parts of you. By you, I mean me, Randy. Uh, that is you, brother. And the reason you hate them is because it's a direct mirror of yourself. And the things that you feel shame about, that you don't like about, that you wish you could change about or have changed about. But the self-critical parent inside usually makes you a critical parent not only to yourself, but to the others around you. So I'm just I'm just actively, I don't know, I'm just actively working on changing that, man. You know? I don't wanna I don't wanna have to feel. Like, I got to react and stand up for myself at every little corner and every little turn, you know? And, and it sucks. I, I swear, like, being, you know, being, being a black male in America, I promise you, we've been brainwashed to think if a motherfucker says one word, you got to come at him. It, don't, it doesn't matter if it's about 10 cents or $10,000 or the way they talk about your, about your shoes or your dead grandfather. It doesn't matter. It's like this internal reaction. But what I want, uh, I guess I don't want anything for, for anybody except myself. But what I guess I want to continue to realize is that that is, the, that is the trick. That is the weakness. Let me explain to you something, man. You let a motherfucker get in your brain. And this person, this person don't even got to pay rent. And he's staying in there. You know, that quick act of aggression, that, that, uh, that expression that you do in that way. That is them owning you. You thinking about, man, this motherfucker, fuck him, he did this and that and that. That is those people owning you. And truly, truly you, you find growth, growth in space when, when you realize that and you can implement it. You can actually implement it in your life, you know? It'll make you feel a lot better, man. It will. Because I'll tell you, the last day that I was working with uh, the problem foreman, uh, he called me over in the morning to let me know that I did a shitty-ass job at cleaning up over by a window that he wanted me to clean up when I had three minutes till leaving, and that I fucked up on cleaning uh, this little hydro thing. Again, he told me to do it in the last 10 minutes of me being there. So... As he's berating me and telling me how shitty I did at cleaning. In the beginning, I felt those instinctual feelings to attack this black motherfucker. Right? 
Don't fucking tell me I didn't do it. Yeah, right. I did. I felt it. I let myself feel it, and I didn't berate myself for it. But then I saw myself. I saw that he's mad at me because you didn't allocate your time correctly. You know what time I'm leaving, man. And I do that kind of shit. I do that shit to motherfuckers. I don't allocate time correctly. They don't finish something. And it's really on me. And I try to put it on them. And when I realized that, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I just laughed. I just literally laughed. I literally laughed at him and I said, all right. He said, so what do you what do you got to say? He said, he said, what do you have to say? I said, obviously, I didn't clean good enough to your standards. I was like, do you want me to go clean it right now? I was like, do you want me to write you like a like a apology letter? What do you want me to do? If I didn't clean it well enough, I will try to do my best to do better next time. Maybe next time you ask me to finish the task 30 minutes before the time you know I need to leave the fucking building. That way. You don't press me into a 10-minute period and expect me to do a spick and span job. Because I will, brother. Trust me. I take pride in what I do. But it's a fucking joke if you think I'm going to do something perfect 10 minutes before I leave. Because me leaving and taking care of myself is way more important than cleaning up your rubble and debris. Yeah, dig. And that's going to end it. Thank you for tuning in to the Randy Savage Show. We appreciate you guys. And go ahead and like and subscribe if you like the episode. And you know what? Go ahead. Tell your mom. Tell your father. Share it with everyone you know. Fuck it. Stay healthy. Love you, America.